Hello, and welcome to a Pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan, and I'll be your editor for this game. In this game run by Cody, we made one-shot characters who are all part of a monster-hunting sect of the Order of Desna, and have some kind of past trauma that defines or hinders them. The players are Britt as Cory, a cleric, Michaela as Sandara, a ranger, Alex as Dwin, a wizard, and myself as Red, a monk. We hope you all enjoy The Nightmare of Daymore. Maybe one of them crypt crawlers or some other big spider. Uh, oh, that's going to be a nasty way to go, but uh, at least he won't be coming back as some something we got to deal with afterwards. Shame for him, but, you know, we all make our choices. Uh, as y'all are finishing this conversation, uh, you hear... Uh, cowbell ring from behind the bar and the bartender shouts, alright, y'all it's time to close up shop, so if you're staying here, you can stay here, if you gotta get out pay your tabs and get out but uh you know, town safety, I gotta lock the doors now so um one thing I wanted to just put out there. Um, Wynn wants to kind of keep an eye on which soldiers end up heading to the door that was indicated as like the room that their compatriot was in. Um, and like, are there a lot of people leaving the tavern? Uh, there's, there's a few. Uh, there's a middle-aged gentleman, uh, a couple people that you probably you would assume are just your regular townsfolk. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no more people leaving than there are houses you counted. Gotcha. Well, maybe we uh, got a Edward's journal here. Um, maybe we uh, spend the night here, uh, rest up after long day, and start checking around in the morning. Unless we uh, we want to check around tonight, but uh, might get locked out. Not exactly too keen on getting locked out here. It seems like uh, that would cause uh, a little bit of trouble for us. Also, uh, also Miss Buckle's already in bed, so we're down a member. Doesn't seem too too like too good of an idea to we uh, to to go out just the three of us. Uh, excuse me, uh, bartender, uh, quick question for you, since we're new in town, uh, why exactly do you guys close up so early? This seems a little, uh, like the sun's just starting to go down and everything. It's, uh, what, what, what's going on here? Well, you see, there's, uh, roving pack of wolves that, funny enough, they... The soldiers never get them cleared out on their way through. Like, they, uh... They might catch one or two, but the pack always comes back. And they... tend to, you know, occasionally get a straggler. Uh, but... Between you and me, uh... I think it's more superstition that dates back to back when uh, the church was open. No, oh, the church that had all the boards on it, eh? Uh, what? Who was, uh, if you don't mind my asking, uh, who's that a church to? Uh, well, it was... Uh, it was... A church to Rastil. Uh, you know, the elven nature god, but rumor has it, well, that's not much rumor. Uh, The church uh, 
on the surface was, you know, an upstanding church. Uh, underneath, though, they were a cult to a... It's probably best I don't say her name. But they... You know, did some things. Sacrificed a town, got the map, and then the order rolled through, exterminated them, and now I think there's some sort of superstition about the only reason the church is still standing is because there's hate in the boards, and tearing it down would bring bad juju on the town. We're in the backwoods, kid. You know how those things go. That whole thing sounds fishy. Well, well, if you say so, I was just uh, just curious because, you know, we're here to figure out what's going on and if there is problems. And Red just kind of like puts his fist together and gives uh, gives the bartender a winning smile. You know? Gotta do our work. Keep the region safe and all that. Oh, yeah, if you want, uh, you know, I'm, I've still got to lock my doors because it's bad for business to let wolves in, but you're more than welcome to take a crack at taking the pack out. I mean, I'm sure that we can find time to do that after that the rest of us have had a little bit to... Uh, to rest and recuperate and everything. We've still got to get our bearings here, but I'm sure that in very, very soon this place will be safe, and hopefully you can keep normal bar hours. And he kind of, like, chuckles and smiles. (laughs) I get paid the same to close at 8 o'clock. Oh, well then in that case, don't keep normal bar hours. Government subsidies, my guy. Government subsidies. What kingdom do we live in? I don't even know. <laughs> the one that has government subsidies, obviously. Uh, clearly. Wow. Alright. So as y'all are finishing talking up, Cinder will come marching down the stairs uh, asking the barkeep what's the meaning of this and ranting and raving about not being a hotel, but a hank tail and ghost up in a room. I like how this is slowly turning into a Deadlands game as Alex's mildly country accent slowly pulls everybody into (laughs) E-Hall. The gravity. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, my character is from the Apple Mountains, so apple like the fruit or you said something that rhymed with apple apple like the fruit like okay. Appalachian mountains yeah nah, she's in asshole mountains <laughs> <laughs> by the way would, would I even need to make a role to kind of fill in the blank as to the god he spoke of I mean D- not at all you I have like you have encountered one of her heralds you know okay is is it Lamash too? It is. Yes. Okay. Lamage, not Lamage class. Wow, that that <laughs> brings a whole new meaning to that. Oh man, does it dark? <laughs> Have you read up on this deity, Brit? I've <laughs> seen snippets, but I haven't, like, fully read it. Uh, one of her more edgy things is uh, forced birth of monsters. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hit <laughs> that right on the nose. Look at me. Making the best jokes. But no, it's Lamont's 2 Baby Boogaloo. Baby Boogaloo? Ha! <laughs> My god. All right, back to the serious matter. Uh, meaning of what, ma'am? I already said the ghost in my room. 
are you insinuating I put a ghost there? Well, you certainly did put the drink in there, and that drink happens to be a tea of my dead friend made from the herbs only grown in our little valley. And then there was a ghost there. So. So because I recognized your regional accent and had someone prepare a tea that's your area is known for. I haunted your room. What accent? All right. You people ain't got no accent. That's what I'm sorry. <laughs> what accent? Also, what you mean, you people? The people of Apple Hatcher Mountains. I don't take too kindly to your tone. So did you know the rooms were haunted? The silence is audible. Like, you can smell the gears grinding to a halt as he's like, why? Well... I would appreciate it if you did ask my uh, answer my uh, compatriot Miss Buckle's question there. Uh, did you know that the rooms are haunted? Uh, it would be a great th- uh, a great sales pitch to tell people. You could turn this into an entire thing for people to to come in and get haunted. There, there's an entire market for it, but you should be truthful about this. I didn't. I mean, if you don't know, then that's perfectly acceptable. You just say, I didn't know that the room was haunted. And, and then that's that. The, the town's haunted. The whole, the whole, uh, that's, we locked the doors because the town is haunted. Well, no, you said that you locked the doors because of wolves. Also, uh, real, real quick, I, I have a question. How is locking the doors going to stop a ghost? Last time that I checked, now, now granted, I'm not a master of the occult and the arcane na- and the arcane natures of spirits, spooks and everything else, but I'm pretty sure that they can pass through walls and lock doors. Mm-hmm. But he said. Gwen's just like, I've got a headache. I'm going to bed. Uh, Corey, <laughs> Corey will speak up and kind of gesture around the room. The place is warded though. Uh, in particular, the familial ward that you notice is your family's ward for keeping ghosts out of a building. Um, she's going to kind of point or gesture to the ceiling, like take her hand as if you were making like a knife hand and just kind of like circle it in the air, gesturing to the ceiling. The place is warded for ghosts, at least that's what it looks like. It looks like something my family would use for ghost warding. And she kind of like gesture higher up with her arm, pointing at the general area of the where the ward was. And you don't think that's odd? He's got your family symbol here. Um, a little bit. But we do try to uh, help others with warding their homes and places. And my family's been in the business for quite some time, so it's very possible they've made their way out this way before. Now, uh, Corey, are you able to check to make sure that that ward is still working and active currently? Because I'm not going to doubt uh, Miss Buckle's uh, experience in her room. Uh, So I'd like to just check, if you wouldn't mind checking the validity of this ward to make sure that it's still... Uh, in operation, you know, that could absolutely help them with business because now it's uh, the inn without ghosts. You got your ward inspection certificate? <laughs> totally. She's Rosha certified. <laughs> Just say yes and roll a deception. <laughs> um... I believe I can check the ward in its, validi- in its validity with my family's regulations, as it is something that my family has created. Oh, you're one of the windsprings? 
God, when's the last time one of them came through town? That's a good question. When has the last time one of my family members come through town? He, it, the, the rumor says they were here when the Order, you know, nixed the church and helped everybody protect their houses from the negative energies. Uh, last time I saw one was... Oh, what was her name? It was a while back. It was, uh... Jenny Winspring? Came through, uh... I think she said she was on some sort of hunting expedition. Touched up the wards while she was here. You said Jenny? Yeah, I think that was her name. That... Uh, and Corey just kind of gives a small frown. Um, that would be the name of my late younger sister. Oh. Well, my condolences to your family. Uh, yeah, that's, that's maybe a couple of years ago. Right. Um, so this ward... This ward. Uh, Corey, looking a little, really like full on upset, just kind of like bummed look on her face. We'll go find a chair and just like awkwardly drag it across the floor and like try to like climb on it to get a little bit of a closer look to check the ward and all of its glory. Make sure it's up to code. Yeah, uh, roll me a occultism check. Can do. Wow. Well, I botched it. I got a 13, though, but I botched. You can still tell that this word's been taken care of uh, recently. Like, within the past year or so. It's uh, still got most of its charge to it. She's going to kind of look over the ward and kind of use her finger to like look like she's tracing the outlines of any lines and stuff and just kind of think real hard for a moment. Then she'll nod and then Corey will hop off the chair, push it back to where it was. Looks good for now. Uh, maybe... Soonish, could probably get it updated, but seems to be in order. Oh yeah, well I mean by tomorrow I won't need it anymore because you know, like your buddy said, y'all are gonna take care of all our problems. That's the hope. That's the plan. Correct. But you know, you should still probably get that updated, get it, uh, get it certified, and everything uh, within the next year. You know, because just because we're here doesn't stop uh, other hauntings from happening. You know, people are dying all the time. I just heard about uh oh, who was it? Old man Faraday got chased off by dogs. Might be a ghost now. Oh no, old man Faraday's. I swear to you, I think those dogs thought he was already dead. That smelly old fart. He came back like two days ago. I don't know what took him so long. He probably got lost in the woods, but he's uh, he's he's back and he's people. Or at least that's what his kid says. That's a... Uh... Interesting way to describe your your parent. I don't think that any of my girls have ever uh, described me as, oh, look, dad's back, and he's definitely a people. I'm on a limb here, and, like, not to assume anything about your family, but I'm just going to guess you're not a crotchety old fart. Uh, no, not yet. I've still got about another five years before that happens. Yeah, let's just say I'm pretty sure his kid would have been in a better mood if he didn't come back. 
That's incredibly dark. That's a little disheartening. Hey, nobody ever said the old man was nice. Quite the opposite, in fact. Fair enough. Well, then. I suppose we should all uh, turn in for the night, uh, get a good night's rest, and then go and start the investigation proper in the morning. Uh, what else do you do? You, or do you all want to go out there into into the dark of night uh, right now, friends? Red is just kind of like ready to go. Whatever you guys want to do. Well, Dwin left in the middle of that. And went up to the rooms. Ah, well, we're missing one anyway. Probably shouldn't go out without our without without our dwarf friend. Uh, Corey will just kind of nod and smile to Red. I think it would be a good idea to get some rest and have some fresh eyes to start the investigation tomorrow. See what the day brings, and then maybe, if we feel the need, investigate through tomorrow night. While we have a little bit more uh, look of the land tomorrow during the day. I can I can certainly agree to that. <laughs> I reckon so. I still don't trust him as far as I can throw him, but I. And I guess with that, uh, we're all going to bed too. Yeah. On your way upstairs, uh, two of you notice a bit of a smudge on the, uh, sigil that Corey was inspecting. Uh, Corey is the one that doesn't notice the smudge she left as she was tracing that sigil. But she's the one that would know if it had any effect on it or not. Sleep tight. Oh, boy. Nah, Corey gets to the room. She's going to put another, uh, like, warding sigil on the door of the room that she's staying in using some chalk in her bag. I actually do have chalk. Yeah, I do have chalk. Yeah, when Dwin got to the room, um, whatever room he's in, he would have kind of checked it out, seen if uh, the window had latches, if the latch was in good condition, if the door, how the door latched and locked to the just general quality of how, I guess, secure the room is or could be. Uh, yeah, all the rooms have, like, your basic level of security. It's nothing fancy. The doors have a night latch on them. The windows have, like, a, uh, are closed. Uh, the lock's not one of those real secure locks. Like, it would be easily shimmed out of place, but you're on the second floor, so it's... Okay, but nothing looks kind of People are worried like... about it. I don't know, splintered or rusted out or something like that, where it's kind of like, yeah, this is kind of messed up. Yeah, no, everything's uh, cool. standard. Um, He'll just do a quick detect magic around the room, and then after that, he'll be satisfied to uh, go to sleep. <clears throat> That's like a 30-foot emanation kind of just you register the presence of magic within the the cone, basically. Uh, yeah. Is it like in D anD D where it's just like yes or no, or basically, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, uh, I have a thing where he can just do it at will, so he can just do it all over the room. I have that as a cantrip. Uh, yeah, you do detect magic. It does say, uh. Are you heightening it or just doing it as a regular? I I believe it's um let me see if it says no it doesn't of course. Um I have it as an innate spell, so I think it's just Oh it does. It says it's heightened level three. So I know heightened level three, you learn the school of magic for the highest level effect within range that the spell detects. If multiple effects are equally strong, the GM determines which you learn. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, the strongest magic you detect is illusion. 
Okay, and like where on the room is it? Like on an object? Is it like what? What's it on? The room. The whole room. The whole room. Uh Hey, Cody. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have illusion sense as a gnome. Uh, your ancestors spent their days cloaked and cradled in illusions, and as a result, sensing illusion magic is second nature to you. I get a plus one circumstance bonus to both perception checks and will saves against illusions. And when I come within ten feet of an illusion that can be disbelieved, the GM rolls a secret check for you to disbelieve it, even if you didn't spend an action to interact with the illusion. Hey. That's fancy. Yeah, it's a gnome thing. I will keep that in mind if you go into Dwin's room. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, uh, does anyone crash? Like, who, I guess we should decide who's in what rooms. I'm obviously in one. We have three rooms. So I guess who is sharing a room? Um, I'm down for it. I just figured we should figure it out. I was probably going to actually go bunk with um, Zendara because she mentioned there was a ghost in her room and I want to ward the room for ghosts. Well, (laughs) in my room, having detected illusion, I'm going to cast Dispel Magic. Um, Says targets one spell effect or unattended magic item. You unravel the magic behind the spell or effect, attempt to counteract, blah, blah, blah. Um, if you succeed, you counteract it, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah, I'm casting that at a second level on the room illusion, apparently. Uh, yeah, so roll me a spell check. Not great. 16. Uh, yeah, the, you try, uh, and the spell, it's like the glamour flickers, and you can't tell if it's the sleep deprivation, if your dispel is working, or if it's just been one of those nights, but it seems like there is blood all over the walls for the quickest of split seconds. Uh, Barely, if it weren't for your well-trained mind, you wouldn't even register it. That's that's comforting. Um, I'm going to go knock on the next door over, which I assume is red. Um, Be like, Hey, Red, you mind if I come in for a minute? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's perfectly fine. Does your bed suck? Don't know. haven't tried it yet. Oh. What's Um, up? So when I go inside, do I get a similar feeling? Uh, no. Okay. Um, and I'm like... So I didn't get a chance to tell anyone about this journal thing yet. Um, you know, I I got Edward's journal from the the barkeep. Um, and his last entry it says something bumped outside the window, and it said he's going to check it out. That was four days ago or whatever it was when we last heard from him. So, uh, you know, if something comes bumping in the night, maybe uh, don't go check till tomorrow. But uh, tomorrow we should definitely check under that window over there, see if there's some prints or something. Sounds like a plan to me. I obviously I'm not going to go wandering off into the middle of the night without. Right, the rest you would of think Edward wouldn't either, right? But there is something weird about this place. You notice anything weird in this room? Not yet. Um, Alex, did you close the door behind you when you came into the room? Did I cl- which door are you talking about? Red's room or my room? Uh, uh, Red's room. Uh, I don't know. I kind of assumed that, like he opened the door and 
but uh like it would have been him opening or closing it you know when like someone kind of knocks on your like hotel room door or whatever and you like oh yeah come in and yeah, you just and you're hold like... the door open and then close it or whatever yeah Th- that's yeah, how that, i that, imagined that... it anyways yeah, yeah, yeah uh, we would have just let him in close the door chatted okay uh yeah as uh Speaking of uh, noticing things that are weird, as you close the door behind your uh, compatriot coming in, uh, Red, you notice uh, one of the soldiers going into their room across the hallway from you. uh, Looks real familiar. uh, Like you've seen that face before, covered in mud and blood at your feet. Huh. You said Red notices this, not me, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Huh. That's that that that's strange. Give me just one moment, Dwin, and Red's gonna just kind of like run over to this guy and like grab his shoulder and kind of like be like, "Hey, friend, what's going on?" Uh, yeah. As you grab this guy by the shoulder, uh, and he turns around, it's it's a complete stranger. Uh, you could have swore it was one of the rookies that you led into battle that day. But when he turns around, it's it's just a regular guy. Never seen him before other than, you know, downstairs. <laughs> ah, sorry, friend. Mistook you for someone from my, from, from my old days in the army. <laughs> you got one of those faces. Anyone ever tell you that? Good job, man. Keep going. And he kind of like pats him on the... Pats him on the back and goes back to Dwin and just kind of like rubs his temple. Huh, okay, gonna weird. take that as you you saw something odd. Yeah, yeah, it looked like one of the one of the cadets back in my old war days. <laughs> okay, uh, just totally confirming, but I assume I didn't recognize anything about that person, right? Uh, no, you didn't recognize anything about that guy. Yeah, this place is fucking weird dude um i could have swore there was some sort of illusion in my room for a split second i swear the walls were bloody i tried to dispel magic it but it i don't know if it's just this place is uh stubborn yeah, strange. Uh, I mean, there there's something strange going on here. I think, I think we got we got to be careful not to to overreact to things tonight. We we check around in the morning. Absolutely, I agree. We should uh, we should probably go let the girls know that too. Yeah, maybe maybe we double up uh, in a room tonight too. Uh, so yeah, we'll go knock on the the girls' door. Imagine, uh, do I need to roll anything, Cody, to draw that wording thing on the back of our door? No, that's a sigil you've been drawing since you could draw all sigils. Okay. So I would imagine, uh, Corey is like standing right behind the door, just finishing up that sigil when they knock. And she'll just kind of like look to Sandara and then look back to the door, put her face, like, near where the door would open. Who is it? Uh, it's Red and Wynn. (laughs) Or Dwin, sorry. (laughs) You just get elbowed in the the thigh. (laughs) Uh, she's gonna, like, take her shield and put it, like, right in front of the door and crack it open just enough to like peek her eyeball out. And then you see her eyeball kind of in the crack of the door. She looks both of you up and down and then she'll open the door. Yeah, you you, you guys aren't the only ones with seeing weird weird stuff tonight. Yeah, I I think I think you guys are right. We should uh I like the idea of doubling up in rooms. I think Red and I are going to crash together, but, uh, so, uh, I got Edward's journal and it says his last entry says, uh, something bumped outside the window and he was going to go check it out. And 
don't think he ever came back from that. I think we got to be careful about overreacting to things tonight so we can uh, get our bearings tomorrow. Telling you that M keeps slicker than pig snot on a firestone. Yeah, I'm not I'm not trusting anyone outside of us four. After after dealing with the uh, fine gentleman downstairs with the uh, and she'll put up air quotes with her fingers, well, with one hand because her shield's in the other uh-huh. wound or scar. I definitely think it is a good idea to not overreact to as best as we can to what we might run into because things do seem very off here. Yeah. The uh he just kind of whispers uh Lamashtu's name. Like he doesn't want to say it too loud, but um there's gotta be something dark coming from that old church, whatever's down beneath there. But uh Yeah, we'll we'll see you in the morning. We'll be in uh we'll we'll be in Red's room next door. Do you guys need a warding sigil on your door? Or would you guys like one? Yeah, I want to say no to that. Uh, Corey will then go over... You said you're going to Red's room? Yeah. Yeah. Corey will My then go room over... is covered in blood illusion. Corey's going to go over to Red's room and walk in and then go behind the door and draw the sigil. Cool. Well, um, have Just a peaceful we'll, uh, rest, and we will see you in the morning. And she'll kind yeah. of give like a small head nod. Yeah, uh, sleep well. All right, you all try to get some sleep. Uh, you wake up in the middle of the night, uh, all from your individual nightmares, which is strange because one of the boons of working for Desna is, you know, you'd typically have good dreams. Mm. Uh, in the in the night as you wake up from your nightmare, you wake up to the sounds of sounds like a mixture between a howl and a cackle. Have any of us heard this before? Uh, yeah. Considering your line of work, uh, it wouldn't be hard to uh, discern that it sounds like there's gnolls outside. Ah, great. Um, <clears throat> alright. Well, with that in mind, he's gonna do a quick uh, he's basically going to look up Knowles in his book to see if he's got information on that. Those are hyena people. Yeah, th- those. So, uh, I don't know what check you want me to do for that, but, um, uh, got all the normal ones plus lore academia. Yeah, um. And yeah, he's looking for, like, the general kind of, like, Strengths and weaknesses of gnolls and stuff like that. Yeah, roll me your academia. Hell yeah. Um, where is that again? Okay, so 17? Uh, yeah, 17. Um, you know that gnolls aren't exactly what people would consider smart. Uh, Their biggest weakness is their low intelligence, but when they hunt in packs, they tend to do better. Uh, And they are smart enough to know that they shouldn't be caught alone. So where there's one, you know there's at least another. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, he definitely uh, remarks on that to Red, like, uh, definitely Knowles. Uh, 
great. It's not. I mean, not that we should be surprised at this point, but definitely not just some wolves around. Well, should we go take care of that? Or should we stay uh, inside? I think we should stay inside for now. They, uh, we don't know this area very well. I'd like to have a, a bit more of our bearings when we're outside. Understandable. Uh, as Red says, understandable. Uh, from both rooms, your windows rattle as something large. A figure you can't quite make out flies by them. Oh, that's good. At a very fast speed. Great. What uh, was that? I don't know. I didn't get a good glimpse. You you get a look. Cody, do you want me to roll perception to see if I got a good enough look? Uh, you would not have gotten a good enough look when the windows rattled. But if okay. you wanted to roll a perception and look out the window, you might see it somewhere. Yeah, I would love to do that. I have an, another question as well, once he does that. Um, the sound of the hyenas, does it sound like they're basically right outside, or is it more like we're hearing them in the nearby woods sort of thing? Oh, no, they're, like, right outside. Like, okay. uh, one you could swear was probably, like, right next to your window. Okay. Are, are like we the on the second floor, or are we on the third floor? Or, <laughs> sorry, the second uh, floor or the ground second, floor? Second floor. Um, That's wild if it's right next to our window. Right, no, I think... I mean, if it's, below. like, on the roof. Oh. No. No. That's cool. Uh, um, 28, by the way. Nice. Now, I'm assuming you're not opening the window. You're just, like, looking through the glass pane, right? Correct. I am definitely not opening that window. Okay. Uh, yeah, you... Come on in. Come in and get me, demons. It's me, your boy. Great. Uh, you look in the direction that you assume the uh, thing went... And you see out almost wrapped around the steeple of the church is a snake-like being with dark tendrils wrapping off of it. Uh, it's hard to make out from here but about halfway up its body, instead of continuing to wrap up the steeple, it kind of unnaturally bends backward, hanging off as the head of a three-eyed jackal snaps towards your direction, catching your gaze. Uh, uh, what the hell? And that was like looking right at him from out the window, or oh, uh, yeah, from like across the town square. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, our window—it's so I guess it's pointed towards the middle of the town. Uh, yeah, like... you're pointed towards the road, like he's, but you're like okay. close enough to the church that when he gets the right angle, he can see it, and it's like. Uh, you know that point in the video game where you're like peeking out of the closet and yeah, yeah. the monster makes eye contact with the camera and you're not sure if it sees you or if it's just a jump scare? That, that's right. what kind of happened. Okay. Such a hyper-specific uh, example. <laughs> really is. <laughs> uh, Brendan, if you could roll me a will save. Oh, yeah, sure oh, thing. That's a, that's a 30, bud. God damn. Nice. Yeah, you're completely unaffected. Huh. One Interesting. day I'm catch you with one of these. <laughs> it's it dude, it's fine. I, I'm either great in social and like out of combat situations, and then as soon as we get to combat, it's gonna be like, okay, Brendan, what's your initiative? 
I rolled a three. Okay, cool. So what's your so with your initiative? No, no, I that's my total. <laughs> yeah, I would like to cast ghost sound. It has a range of sixty feet. I want to cast it, kind of. Okay, so it says you create an auditory illusion of simple sounds that has maximum volume equal to four normal human shouting. The sounds emanate from a square you designate within range. You can't create intelligible words or other intricate sounds. Um, I want to create the sound of scared people. Like, I don't know if there's like a, a well in the middle of the town square or something, but like around the that uh, or like, I don't know if there's a tree or so- something that would be like a bad hiding spot, basically like some scared, scared sounding uh, people kind of as like a lure, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Um, so I don't know how big the town square is, but yeah, right, right in the middle, right out in the open. Yeah, and you're uh, trying to draw the uh, monster in towards it, or trying to draw the gnolls out to check it to like get a count of how yeah, many. Yeah, kind. Are out I there. mean, I'm kind of just trying to lure as much into it as I can, just to kind of see if we can get a sense of like the numbers we're dealing with. You know, just to get everybody in range of that fireball. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd have to open the window for the fireball to work. <laughs> He's not opening that window. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I mean, yeah, I mean that that would be rad if I could make that work. But um, I'm more more, I'm just trying to get a sense of like, you know, hey, is it like six knolls popping around, or is this like twenty? Is it six knolls or sixty? I need to know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one of these we call for backup, and the other one we maybe handle on our own. Uh, yeah, as uh, you put that sound in the uh, well, like around the well, and right as you do, uh, a knoll jumps off. Like you see a knoll come from the top of your window, and you see the body go from the top of the window to the bottom of the window. And... Uh, you assume lands on the ground as uh, as it walks to investigate the noise. Yeah, they speak one language. It's null. Mm-hmm. Anybody here speak null? Is uh, that the actual name of the language is null? <laughs> yep. No. Nope. Wait. I do. Oh, wait, no. That says gnome. Never mind. I speak gnomish, <laughs> not gnollish. <laughs> I speak... Gnoll has got to be one of those like most niche languages that no player's ever going to have. Yeah, because I don't think, cool. like... Yeah, like, nothing should speak gnoll other than gnolls. It's weird right. that it, that's that language. Yeah, it's just the kind of... I don't know, gibbering, cackling, whatever that they do. Yeah, uh, you see it go over to the well and look around and then turns back to look towards your window and starts doing its clicking and chittering. Uh, And you hear another, like, hyena laugh from on top of your roof. Okay, so only one Uh, went to investigate. Yeah, but you only hear like you only hear the conversation between the two. Okay, that's that's something. Well, let someone else go. Yes, but he's definitely prepped in case something tries to smash through that window. Yeah, I think we know what happened to Edward. Right? Was it Knowles? <laughs> I probably would have also tried to look out the window, but I ain't opening it. Uh, Yeah, if you look towards the church, you see the same thing. Uh, 
red soul with the uh, giant snake body and the with the head of a jackal. Uh, uh, like around the steeple. Grapes or something on these windows? Uh, no, it's not that fancy. Gotcha. I'm just gonna you got you got the storm to... shutters from outside. If you want to open the window, reach outside and close the storm shutters. Nah, uh, I ain't dealing with the open window maniac. Um, I'll just kind of step away from the window to like the wall opposite of the window, and just kind of lay my bedroll out as I'm describing the scene nonchalantly but clearly worried to uh, Sandara. Oh, yeah. Uh, since you're looking at the same thing, Romeo will save. Yeah. I guess that is a thing I need to do. Oh, uh, do. Ooh, I'm good at that. 25. Uh, yeah. Uh, you are... Under the effects of confusion, uh, for the next uh, minute or so, uh, you're babbling incoherently. Oh. Well, then I will incoherently babble to uh, Sandara while pointing to the window. And, uh, Backing away from it. Uh, Sandara, what, uh, what's your response? I will just sit her down on the bed, facing away from the window, and hand her the tea that was left there from earlier, um, and just explain, we don't acknowledge what's happening outside the window. If you hear something, no, you don't. If you see something, no, you don't. Corey's just gonna nod and uh, keep on nodding. Probably uh, still attempting to say something, but it's just gonna come out as nothing to you. And it might not even be about the window. It might just be trying to tell you something. Who knows? Alright. Uh, so everybody gonna try to go back to sleep or what we trying to do now? Uh, I am going to point out the snake person by the, uh, or the snake knoll-headed person to Dwayne. Okay. Uh, yeah. To you, to uh, you, uh, does Red have dark vision? Uh, I most certainly do not, sir. I am a regular-ass human. Okay. Um, <clears throat> then Dwayne's going to, knowing that, kind of like, alright, well, I'll I'll take a look. Maybe I can get a better glimpse of it with the intention of like I can get a look maybe I can uh you know look into my books so he's gonna he's gonna you know take that maybe you can give me a help action and like pointing out the thing and I'll do a perception yeah how do I how do I do the aid action thing Cody you basically also roll it and you pass the threshold and if you pass the threshold then I get a plus two Okay, and since I have cooperative nature, that means I get a plus four to help out or to my uh, aid yeah, roll. To, yeah, to hit your DC. Yeah, so roll me a perception check with a plus four. 30, 32. I think I get the help. Uh, yeah, um, that, that's just shy of the threshold. Sorry. Yeah, now you get the help. Um. Yeah, with that help, I get a 29. And I assume I have to make it will save. Uh, yeah, if you if you peered the creature, make a will save. Okay, so I have a a thing from being a dwarf. Um, call on ancient blood. You attempt a saving throw against a magical effect. Is this a magical effect? It is indeed. Okay, then. Um, your ancestors innate resistance to magic surges before slowly ebbing down. You gain a plus one circumstance bonus to the triggering save until the end of this turn. So do a will save with plus one. 27. Uh, yeah, you 
succeed. Um, all right, so I see the same thing that you've described to other people. Uh, yeah, and you rolled a... A 29 on my initial perception? Oh, you just rolled a perception check on that? Okay. Uh, I wasn't sure well, if you rolled yeah, I, haven't, on it. I haven't yet, like, done my research. That'll be different. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah, you are totally capable of getting a good view of this thing. You know, there's not much more physical description. That, that's fine. The perception. That's fine. It's enough for me to be like, all right, now I'm going to do my occult or nature or religion or whatever. Yeah. Which I will definitely be doing before we go back to sleep. Roll me a arcane check. It, I assume you're talking to me. Yeah. Uh, okay, let me go 28. Dope. Um, do you want the name of this thing? Uh, did I not want that? Def- well, I'm giving you three, three options. You can have okay. the name, the defenses, or, uh, its special ability. Um, let's go special ability. All right. Uh, this thing has a special ability called Endless Nightmare. Its touch fills the victim's mind with terrifying visions. Uh, the saving throw DC is a 26 fortitude save. Uh, at stage one, the victim's fatigued for a day has fatigued one for a day. Uh, Stage two has fatigued and stupefied one. And stage three, the victim falls asleep and can't be awakened as long as they remain at the stage for a minimum of one day. Okay. So stage one, fatigue one day. Stage two, fatigue and stupefy for... uh, uh, Fatigue one for one day, and then fatigue and stupefy one for one day, and then stage three is sleep one day. Yep. And 26 fort save. Okay. I wrote it down. So based on the trappings, the dark tendrils emanating from this thing, the magic you've witnessed it produce so far... uh... That's how you get a feeling of... So, do I get a sense that this is, like... This is probably the source of the weird shit we've been seeing? Or is this, Oh, absolutely. Okay. So, it's almost more of an aura rather than a, like, sight thing, maybe. Right. Cool. He is... Likes having that knowledge. And we'll certainly share that. Uh, you read. Uh, I don't know why I keep talking like that. It's old, older dwarf. It's not going to talk like that, but whatever. Um, Yo, fellow young dwarves. Yeah. Hello, fellow younglings. How's yeah. it going? Do you like skateboards? <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, Red would probably do real well on a skateboard. <laughs> I don't know. Is skateboarding acrobatics or is it athletics? Uh, I mean, it's a lot of balance, dude. I, I mean, basic skateboarding, I would say, is more acrobatics. Like, if you're getting into, I don't know, doing lots of tricks, I would say that brings a lot more athletics in. But it's still a lot of like dexterous movement and balance. Yeah, I think that creature's source of all the weird going on. I don't I don't think it's that barkeep at all. Oh, well, that's good to know. Then there was just a weird barkeep here that just happened to. Yeah, who knows if he's even weird normally. This whole town seems to be under this creature's aura of confusion and fatigue and stupefaction well then uh, we know that it's there by the church 
which means that that's probably where that its lair is. It's only coming out at night. Makes sense. Do we wait until, do we get it now while that it's out in the open? Or do we wait for the sun to come up and then charge into its lair and, you know, it's right there, but also, like, it could I be I think we, we wait for daylight. We, we all rest up and we check out the town while we have no gnolls on our up in our business uh and we we dive into that layer if if need be on our own terms uh i'll give you with your check uh that you don't feel like it has a layer you feel like it more or less uh coalesces in the evening ah ah okay. so hey like you're not you gonna have find to find it during the day yeah, uh, I mean, you don't, okay. don't got to go out tonight, but you're going to have to meet R- on its right. ground. Okay, well, uh... Or it's church, whatever floats your boat. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll have to venture out during the night, one of these nights, but, uh... I think we should, uh, get a sense of the lay of the land and where and what things are. Uh, where these knolls come from, all all that before, uh, just just give ourselves advantages. Sounds fine by me. Yeah. So, um, do the knolls like stick a stick around through the night and this creature, or is it? Uh, yeah, the knolls uh kind of patrol the town. Okay. Yeah, I uh, think I think we just got to get some sleep. Um so in in the rules uh which I mentioned just because I know I'm the person most experienced with all this. Um in the rules generally um getting rests you can incorporate a watch into that as long as it's like you're not actually being interrupted and like, like having someone stay awake for a couple hours to take a shift to just keep watch, but just kind of sitting there and kind of just being pretty mellow about it. Like that doesn't really interrupt a rest. Whereas, like if you get combat and stuff, like that definitely does. Yeah, like as long as you're resting, it counts as resting. Yeah, you don't have to be. So basically, like. Oh, you need you a full night's rest. You don't have to be asleep. Of, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would suggest that maybe, you know, we, we take turns, like, sleeping. Like, I'll stay up for a little bit, do my, my research or whatever. Um, and uh, I'll get you up after a while. You, you can sleep now. All right. Sounds fine by me. Yeah. Why don't you just cast prestidigitation on the whole room and make it sound like a lovely babbling brook so you can sleep through the night peacefully? (laughs) I mean, I could. So could I. All right. So, uh, the night passes somewhat uneventfully compared to the events that just transpired. You still... Mechanically, you do get your rest, uh, but story-wise, it's not a restful night. Right. Um, it's filled with nightmares, uh, memories, uh, that Jackal faces just hits a little too close to home for uh, Dwin. Yeah. Uh, but eventually, sun rises, then the cackling ceases. Uh, and you make your ways downstairs, grab a quick breakfast and a drink. Over breakfast, I'd fill the girls in on what I figured out about the beast and its ability, and that that is probably the source of the uh, the weirdness going on around here. 
Uh, as y'all are having your breakfast, you see a man wearing all black uh, with the symbol of Pharasma, the grave goddess, uh, hung around his neck, slipped by the group and upstairs. Uh, looks like he's going towards one of the guest rooms. <laughs> oh. Did, uh, didn't one of you want to check on the room that the, uh, that Edward was in? Uh, yeah, that was something I had talked about or checking under the window, but I, that was also before we knew all this. Like now I'm just convinced that he went outside and to investigate and got slapped around by Knowles. So, um, oh, okay. I, I think that's kind of a null point now. yeah thank you for taking the time to enjoy our show if you liked what you heard why not leave a review or tell a friend about us it helps get the word out about the work we put into this show if you wanted to ask us any questions you can contact us through twitter at a pair of dice lost or email at a pair of dice lost at gmail.com the theme song for this game is Horrorific by Kevin McLeod, used under a Creative Commons license. And for making it this far, remember to refresh those hero points. <laughs>